Well, here we are, mid-July, and wow, what a business. The, <laughs> the joke of the Tory party choosing a succession for Boris, beautiful Boris Johnson, our beloved leader in Britain. Disturbing, wouldn't you say, these people that we are choosing from to become the next Prime Minister of Britain? I was very keen on Nadim Zahawi, but he's out of the running. He was a good guy, our current Chancellor, I felt, a Kurdish boy. Let's talk about the Middle East and international affairs, credibility of the, the front runners. And I'm grateful to our researchers, Morgan Wormsley-Davis and, and Matthew Doyle, for much of this. Yes, Rishi Sunak is regarded as, former Chancellor is regarded as a front-runner. But sadly, if you look at international affairs, he's not exactly flavour of the month, is he? He's pretty wealthy, and his wife is pretty wealthy, but he doesn't like Britain squandering its money. He was the one who abandoned and masterminded the UK government's abandonment of its commitment to spending 0.7% of its GDP on developmental aid and scrapping the Department for International Development. I mean, this cutting of this budget devastated nations that were in need of aid, Yemen, Afghanistan. And yes, the man Rishi Sunak is supposed to be committed to a global Britain strategy. I mean, you can understand, I suppose, this... this uh, attitude because because we're in trouble aren't we borrowing big for covid but still then there's penny mordant well she's always voted for war 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 iraq syria deployment of british troops in afghanistan she's not unique in that but she's quite a hawk she has a military background she's a not royal navy reservist yeah she had a spell of defense secretary yes she's interesting not exactly Great. So who else have we got? Who else is in the in the race? Well, there's Liz Truss. I mean, yeah, she's quite regressive with regard to Ukraine. She wants the Russian troops out everywhere, including Crimea. She has an image of herself as a Thatcher-like warrior. She's a curious, or has been a curious lady. When she was questioned by a committee of MPs on her attitude to the Gulf of States as allies. She said they were important, but she wouldn't say whether she'd questioned their governments on their human rights record. Actually, she has herself said that she doesn't care too much about the Middle East. Yeah. And there you have Tom Tugendat. Yes, he has a history. I mean, he doesn't... He has a history. He's a very clever guy. He has a history of avoiding discussing the Israel-Palestine war. Does he think it doesn't matter? I wonder. Then we have Kemi Badenoch. She says she doesn't care about colonialism. That's a curious thing. Yeah. She's very pro-Israel, of course. Very right-wing. Interesting lady. Difficult, isn't it, to find anybody that excites any of us? Wouldn't you say? Let's just go over the ground again. I mean, we have... A really worrying situation in the world at the moment. And one of these is going to become Prime Minister of Britain, Rishi Sunak, Penny Morden, Liz Trust, Kenny, Kemi Badenoch, or Tom Tugendhat. None of them have any real idea when it comes to 
international affairs, I think, which is disturbing. I mean, Rishi Sunak, is he going to continue with his cutting old foreign aid, left, right and centre? What does this man stand for when it comes to foreign affairs? Penny Mordant, who loves war, the Royal Navy Reservist. Yeah, she's a Brexit backer. That's, well, we won't hold that against her. Not great on accuracy. She's not great on understanding things, I think. But, you know, and she, she claimed, for instance, publicly that the UK could not vote veto Turkey's EU membership back in 2016, when, of course, the UK could. Anyway, she is what she is. She's done very well in the debates. And if you want a right-winger, go for Penny Mordaunt. Well, they're all right-wing, aren't they, really, in the different dimensions, in, in their different ways. Liz Trust, more hawkish than Mordaunt. Aggressive in opposing Russia when it comes to Ukraine. Kemi Badenoch. Nobody likes her, but she could win. She's a rising star. She's She doesn't believe institutional racism exists in the UK. Wow. I mean, she is as right-wing as you get. Tom Tugendhat, you would expect him to be chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Expect him to understand international affairs. He's good on Afghanistan. I've heard him talk on Afghanistan. He calls it the biggest foreign policy disaster since Suez. But... Yes, he doesn't really seem to care about a peace process for the Middle East. He's a strong supporter of Israel, I suppose you have to be. does some dodgy things. Very dodgy. He's praised Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in 2018 for having a positive impact on his country and the world. Well, there you go, him and President Biden. Yes, he loves Israel, he loves Saudi Arabia. He hasn't got much nuance when it comes to foreign policy. To be honest, they're all pretty depressing, the candidates. And like I said, Nadim Zahawi is out of the race, and he was my favorite. So what? What of these people? Who do you want to win? You know, it's a pretty awful choice, isn't it? Between people that have really very little genuine grasp of the world. I wonder if it's always like that. Uh, maybe we're always doomed to have leaders that have very little knowledge. I mean, Boris isn't particularly bright when it comes to understanding what's going on in the world. I mean, you couldn't survive if you were a leader in Britain and you didn't believe in war. They're not exciting some some of them are dangerous what would i like most i have a anti-establishmentarian streak so i'd probably actually given the fact that all the candidates dits are incompetent i'd probably choose the right winger cammy badenoch why because she would set the cat amongst the pigeons and I'd rather that than have dull Rishi Sunak cutting foreign aid and crippling countries that depend on us. Or Tom Tugendhat, who is really quite shallow when it comes down to it. I mean, yep, I'd choose the bigot. Why? Because, because there is nobody but nobody in this pack that's better than Boris. And she's another Boris. 
I'd rather have that than a grinding, grueling, miserable time getting depressed by this pack of establishment, boring, boring, boring candidates for British Prime Minister. Unfortunate times. But perhaps there'll be a better tomorrow. Let's all hope so. Let's, uh, yeah, let's be surprised. This election race continues. We'll see how it goes. But don't get depressed. I mean, one of these may actually surprise us. Perhaps, perhaps Rishi Sunak will turn out to have a heart for international affairs. He's had a heart for Britain. Maybe Penny Mordaunt will, will find some scrap of real intelligence. Who was the guy without a brain? The straw man in uh, the Yellow Brick Road. Wizard of Oz. I mean... Maybe she can get it together. Maybe Tom Tugendhat will find principle and start to care about a Middle East peace process. Perhaps he's just hiding his soul under a hat, lest, lest he not be regarded highly by his fellows. I mean, maybe there's hope, and maybe one of these will actually be better than Boris. Maybe. I mean, Boris wasn't all bad, I suppose. At least he kept us amused. He was good for a laugh, and goodness knows we need that, don't we, in this world today. We need to find something to make us smile. So there we go. I'd actually rather keep Boris than any of these, but they, it's just me, I'm sorry. The British members of Parliament kicked Nadim Zahawi down the road, and he was ace as a candidate. So we are left with what we've got, and we have to make the best of them. We have to make the best of our leaders, pray for them, and hope that they will lead us to a better tomorrow. So there you go. I'm back in Kemi, <laughs> just because I want somebody who's going to make me smile. Ah, the rest of them, well, including her, they're not up to much, but they're what we've got. We have to use what we've got. We have to live with what we've got. And then move on and work for a better tomorrow. There will be a better tomorrow, despite the fact that prospects for a new British Prime Minister are not great. There will be a better tomorrow. It's a defining moment in history, a moment in which America and Britain cannot be depended on because because their Britain is, is caught in this miasma of this election of its new Prime Minister in America is actually astonishingly doing nothing about anything. But it's an opportunity. It's a moment of opportunity. It's a moment for others to step forward. It's a moment for you and I to step forward to build a better world, even if we do a little, a little, and we can do a little. Gosh, the power of these political party members um, who will have the final vote on the last two in the Tory party, the same sort of thing if it were Labour, you can, by joining a political party, have much more influence over the future than you can merely casting a vote at the ballot. Curious, eh? Because of our process of selecting our leaders, the way we do it, the way we select our leaders. So, what am I suggesting? I'm suggesting that no matter how broken and worn out and useless the candidates we have to deal with we have a new start it is a time for new beginning there is the prospect 
of a better tomorrow. And new starts are always valuable. New starts are always worthwhile, including this one. A new start for Britain might kickstart a new start for the world, and something is needed. Something is needed at this point in time. God bless you. Thank you very much.